0: All right, guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of uh, 100 Books a Year with Kevin. Uh, Today, I want to start a new book. We're approaching in 100 books a year, uh, almost done. Um, Let's talk about this book called Richer, Wiser, Happier by William Green. I love this book. When I was reading this book, I was literally like taking notes and uh you know, like marking on the margins, I think it took me like four days to read this book, which is a slow in my standards um, because every single story is actually very, very refreshing. I'm really, really interested in um how different legendary investor uh how how did they grow up, what's their background, what's their view on Um, certain investment philosophy, and then just trying to pick out a trend. I think it's really, really interesting, right? How does those legendary investors, right, Buffett, uh, um, the Mochis, right? There's a lot of investors that that I don't really know about, right? Like, what is their backstory? Um, And when I was reading this book, I kind of have this idea of, huh, maybe I should talk about one of these people, right? Right. there's a couple there and there, right? Who only invest in Asian market. There's a couple there and there who, who is, um, you know, um, what's the term? Uh, follower of Warren Buffett. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, and there is this character in there. I've I think I've heard of him before, but I've never really, uh, dive deep into his backstory. The name is uh, John Templeton. Uh, who is a legendary investor um he was born in nineteen twelve and he passed away in two thousand and eight uh almost you know a hundred years old um his story is actually really interesting because he demonstrated something that I thought is really really uh, i i um, i wanna say he reflects a sense of determination. And then he's also a very, very religious person, right? And we, we, we're going to get on some of that as well. Um, and then his investment principles are actually really good as well. So a little bit of a backstory, right? So he was born in 1912. Um, he started to get interested in, in uh, investing right after the Great Depression. Um, that is literally the only business book that he can find. Is actually just a investing book, and after the Great Depression, uh, um, I've been reading um, Ray Dalio's uh, "Navigating in the World of the Big Debt Uh I paraphrase, but um, yeah, the uh, American uh, economic output during that time really, really uh, struggled until I want to say in the 1930s, right? 1932, maybe, 19, 1933, and it began to go back to the previous level. So from 1929 to 1933, this four years, the market is just not really doing that well. So here is what he's learned from a depression, right? Talking about an investor, you know, getting a great investment idea. Um, he kind of observed that, hmm, most people are willing to sell. Maybe the, uh, uh, it is a good time to buy, right? And um, most of the guys, they rely on Buffett's or Monger's uh, investment philosophy, right? Value investing. There's nothing wrong with that, copying and cloning everybody. But John Templeton did not do that. John Templeton really, really did his research and then trust his own instinct. Here's an a um a example, right? So after the Great Depression, right, and we head into the World War Two. During World War Two, John Templeton was like, "Hmm, interesting. I don't see a way that America can, you know, I stay can I stay off of war for the entirety of the World War Two. Like he just doesn't see it. Um, he's like, I gotta say that like with the power and with the geographical, um. Location of the the United States, we got to get involved somehow. So he started thinking about this is the most important thing. He started to wonder what companies will be able to bounce back during wartime, right? Let's assume that America joined the war, right? Uh, joined the uh, World War Two. Obviously, there's going to be less of uh, economic output, right? There's going to be a huge as you know a spending. So. What kind of a company or what kind of an industry can bounce back from that? Just think about it, right? What kind of a person in that right mind? <laughs> maybe I'm not being nice here, but like would predict this during wartime, right? Most of the people are thinking, oh, well, we're gonna have a you know a World War Two. Oh no, let's let's you know get cash out of the bank and let's make sure that we have some gold or something, right? Some long-term assets. During that time, I think the US dollar is still pegged to the gold. Um, but he, he figured out railroads, right? He figured out uh, manufacturing uh, of uh, machinery. He literally invest in rural company. I think the company is a Pennsylvania railroad or something that's like literally out of business. Right, And then he's brilliant in a sense of having conviction in his best and also brilliant about getting an asymmetric risk in a sense that, okay, this is something that um, I can put down, I don't know, a hundred bucks, maybe like a thousand bucks back then, maybe a couple hundred back then, uh, it's, it's probably worth a lot today, but um, I can buy a thousand or ten thousand shares of the company and then once they bounce back, then I'm going to make a profit. So as it turns out, every single industry that he saw actually uh, bounced back and the US did join the war and then he 5X his whole entire investment portfolio during that time. That's just amazing story, right? So, John Templeton never really believe in following others. He always trying to rely on himself. I think that is uh, some investment philosophical idealism that people don't talk about. People always talk about, okay, read this book, read that book, right? Uh, Follow this person. But in reality, there's less and less of John uh, John Templeton's out there that can direct and can think for themselves. So... I want to end this podcast with this. If you want to read the entire story, buy the book, right? Um, I think it's really good. Uh, I, uh, this is uh, this book has become my go-to, probably my go-to book for gifting for people that are, uh, are interested in investing. I think it's really, really interesting. So, um, okay. Let's talk about Templeton's six investing principles. I think he came out with another book called uh, investing the Templeton Wave, I have not read that yet, but this is from the uh, book, Richer, Health, uh, Healthier and Happier, right? So the first principle is be aware of emotion. Uh, most people, Templeton believe that were led astray by emotion during investing. And um, he believed that when he's running his fund, one of his primary goal is to get the money manager to do one thing, is to get their client away from emotionalism. I think that's really interesting, right? And then recognizing that emotion, you can also exploit that from other investor, right? Um, And then approach uh, every decision analytically as well. And second principle, Temple Sen says, be aware of your own ignorance, right? It's uh, actually a bigger problem than emotion. Because many people, they might buy something with the tiniest amount of information, they don't understand what they're doing. The one with the greatest information is likely to come out ahead when they're comparing the performance of two different investors. And it really takes a huge amount of work and study and investigation, right? Couple of thoughts on that. When I was reading this book, a lot of people like all they do is read like twenty four seven, right? The business report, news, uh, industry reports. That's all they do because they really requires a constant self education in that very very s- a specific regard to do well in investments, right? And another thing that Templeton actually is really uh, interested in saying to everybody is that hey, ask yourself, right? Like, do I have more information than a professional? If no, don't do it, <laughs> right? Hire a professional. I, I, I think that's really, really sound, sound advice is that like, just don't be so um, egotistical, right? You're not better than a professionals. Number three, um, diversify broadly to protect yourself from your own fallibility, right? Right. Um, There's a very, very good example. It's actually very, very interesting. Templeton keeps a detailed record of his investment. He actually writes it down. He later on summed up that he made about 500,000 decisions of investment in his lifetime. And he was wrong about a third of them. And that's a legendary investor, right? So average people is actually going to uh, get a lot more wrong as well. So again get your ego in check, right? Get your risk exposure under control. And individuals should own about five mutual funds. That's kind of what uh, Templeton believes. Uh, number four, uh, successful investing requires patience. Um, in the book, Charlie Munger actually said something really interesting. Uh, he said, investing is like fishermen. Uh, you know, when they're uh, fishing uh, salmon, right? They sit there they take your shot. They may or may not pull one up and then they wait for another six months, right? That's investing. Um, And Templeton believed that if you're trying to adjust your portfolio maybe once in a year, and even that's too much, even that's injecting emotion to the situation, right? So right now we have this whole industry of people doing day trading. This is way, way, way (laughs) um, like overwhelmed for most people. Because you just cannot really function much, you are literally just just timing the market, right? Uh, number five, last one, uh, find bargain, right? This is something that a value investor does well for a lot of, for a lot of the times is asking, hey, uh, which assets have underperformed for the last five years, right? Is it permanent or is it temporary? Is it going to bounce back? Most people are naturally drawn to the big companies, right? Uh, maybe the Apples, the um, Amazons, the Tencent, right? Um, Templeton called that tribal investing. I think that that's really interesting uh, because if you belong to a certain tribe, you invest in that company. They are using group psychology to influencing their thinking without even notif- uh, with without even, uh, what's the term? Um, recognizing it, right? And... Campbellton believed that one of the most important thing as an investor is not to chase fads, right? Uh, we just have the whole GameStop situation. Right now, AMC, right? The meme stocks, or before we have the tulip mania. When you are chasing fads, then you just cannot find a bargain that much because the price are driven up so high. And it's actually, uh, Munger said that it's highly unethical for people to do that, to pump up the stocks. But uh, yeah, those are the six uh, investment principles, five, I should say. Uh, Let me repeat them all, and then we go from there, right? First of all, be aware of emotion. Secondly, be aware of your own ignorance. Number three, diversify broadly to protect yourself from your own uh, fallibility. Number four, successful investing requires patience. Number five, find bargain. And uh, that's it. That's our five principles. And I just feel like John Templeton is a very unique character. Um, he passed away in, 2000 and, uh, in 2008. Very, very odd person, you might say. Uh, very, very re- re- uh, re- religious. He believed that the God wanted him to make a bunch of money so that he can do better for the other, so he can donate it to the charity, which I think are really, really interesting. Anyway, uh thank you guys for listening uh get the books or uh, do some research on john templeton read his book hopefully uh this one will be a uh good recommendation for most of my friends who are into investing and then we go from there all right guys thank you so much have a good day